the Lord tonight. Amen. We want to go to the Lord in prayer. We got a couple of prayer requests. Amen. My neighbor, amen, is in need of some serious prayer. So let's remember him. Amen. And then uh, also uh, some of our church's members are having this uh, virus attack. So we want to pray for our district. We want to pray for our nation. Amen. We want to pray for all our churches. Amen. That God would touch in every situation. Amen. Praise God. So let's go to the Lord in prayer tonight. Father, we thank you again tonight, Jesus, for your goodness and mercy, Lord. And I pray, God, tonight that you reach down tonight, Lord God, upon these situations. Oh, God, we bind it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, we're asking for your complete wholeness to flow down upon each and every circumstance and every situation, God. Everyone that has been diagnosed with this virus, oh God, we're binding it in your name, Jesus. Uh, We're calling to you in every church, oh God. We're calling to you in every home tonight, oh God, that your perfect will be accomplished, oh God. Let your wholeness flow, God. Upon the situations that are faced today, God, you are able, Lord, I pray to minister. You are able to meet every need, God. And we know, God, that you are the great I am, the way, the truth, the life, and the door. You are the healer, Lord God, and I trust you, O oh Lord, to do your perfect will tonight. Uh, oh Lord, I love you and I honor you tonight, Jesus. Uh, Oh, God, throughout our district tonight, Lord, I pray that you would touch, Lord, every one of our ministers and and their families, oh, God, and their churches tonight, oh, God, uh, and their saints tonight, Lord, I pray for our city of La Crosse and La Crosse County tonight, oh, God, and every county in this district, oh, God, I pray that you would move, oh, God, upon the hearts and minister in every place, Lord, uh, I'm asking you tonight, oh God, tonight, Lord, uh, to go into every hospital ward and every home, Jesus, tonight, uh, and that you would touch, Lord God, every nursing home. Oh God, I pray, Lord, that you would touch. Uh, I pray for our first responders tonight, our police officers, our EMT staff, our firemen, oh God, our doctors, our nurses. Uh, oh God, that you would touch them, Lord, tonight. Uh, those that have to make major decisions tonight, God, I pray that you would touch. Oh, God, your will be done tonight, Lord. Uh, we praise you. We honor you tonight, Lord. Uh, I pray for my brother, Lord, that you would touch him tonight. Oh, God, my sisters, uh, that you would reach upon them tonight, Lord, and, and touch, Lord, their bodies right now, their minds, their thoughts. Oh, God, uh, reach down tonight. Oh, God, uh, God, so many are suffering. So many are fearful. So many is filled with anxiety tonight, Lord. And I know, God, you're their comforter. I know you're their strength. Uh, I know you're their way maker, Lord. And I pray tonight uh, that you would touch, Lord. I pray the bereaved tonight, Lord. Uh, I pray that you would touch, Lord, uh, and minister, Lord, in the hearts and the hurts and the needs. Uh, let your word prevail, Lord, in every situation. <clears throat> let your word prevail. In every circumstance, Lord. Oh, I thank you again tonight, Lord. I thank you tonight, Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah, Jesus. Uh, praise God. Praise God. Oh, Jesus. 
Jesus, Jesus, there's just something about that name, Master, Savior, Jesus, like the fragrance after the
His stripes we are healed. Oh, He touched me. Oh, He touched me. And oh, the joy that floods my soul. Something happened, and now I know Jesus touched me and made me whole. Oh, He touched me. Oh, He touched me. And oh, the joy that floods my soul. Something happened. Now I know He touched me and made me whole. For the God of the mountain, He's God in the valley. When things go wrong, He'll make them right. And the God in the bad times is God in the good times. And the God of the day is still God in the night. For the God on the mountain, He's God in the valley. When things goes wrong, He'll make them right, and the God in the good time is still God in the bad times, and the God of the night is still God in the day. Oh, God, I thank you tonight, Lord. You're the same yesterday, today, and you're forever, Lord. And in you I place my trust, and I lean not to my own understanding. In all your ways, oh, God, direct my path, oh, God. Set my feet on a solid rock. Guide my heart, Lord. Lead me according to your promises, O God. 
Lead me according to the righteous way. Lead me according to holiness and purity. Lead me, God. Let me walk with you, Jesus. Don't ever let me alone, O oh God, for without you, I can never make heaven my home, O oh God. But in you, Lord, I live, I move, and I have my being. Oh, I am so thankful that you let me see this day. I am so thankful, Lord, you was with me throughout. Uh, wisdom and knowledge prevails. Uh, I thank you, Jesus, for grace and mercy and truth like none others, God, like none other like none other, you are God. Like none other, you are my Savior. Like none other, you are my Lord. You're my strength. You're my buckler. You're my shield. You're my tower, oh God. Your name is higher than any other name. It is the name that's above every name. And the name of the Lord is a strong tower. And the righteous can run into it and be safe, oh God. I am thankful to Tonight, Lord, give us wisdom of your word, uh, enlighten us and guide us and direct us. that when we leave, we will know that we've been in your presence. Uh, we've been refreshed. We've been renewed. We've been strengthened according to your way and your power and your love. In Jesus' name, what a mighty God we serve. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. You may be seated tonight. Amen. Well, we want to get right back into our study again tonight. Amen. And we are talking about being able to handle affliction. And we've been talking about this all month. And, you know, excuse me. And and it's interesting that, you know, some of the things that we face in life and we know is going to come down the pipeline. And we've been talking about preparing for these things because we have the scriptures tell us things that are hap- going to happen and things that are going to come in our lives and our ways. And so as the children of God, we've got to prepare. The Bible tells us that the children of Ezekiel had knowledge of the times to know what Israel ought to do. And so, therefore, we uh, should have, you know, the understanding of the times to know what we ought to do. Amen. And that is to prepare ourselves. We are told to put on the whole armor of God so that we're able to stand against the wiles of the devil because we're not wrestling against flesh and blood. We're wrestling against principalities and powers and the rulers of the darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness and high places. Amen. And so Solomon tells us there in Proverbs 24:10, he says, "If we faint in the day of adversity, our strength is small." Amen. And so he's trying to enlighten us to we need to be strong in the Lord, as Paul tells us in the power of His might, to, to put on the whole arm of God. The child of God has got to be strong. We got to realize what is inside of us. The Bible tells us now. That God give us power. Jesus says in Luke ten nineteen, Behold, I give you power to tread on scorpions and serpents and all the power of the enemy, and nothing by any means shall hurt you. Amen. So if nothing is going to be able to hurt me, then I've got to realize what's inside of me. I've got to realize how strong I am, and I've got to live and realize that I can handle things that come my way. And like we was talking last week, was finished just before our hour ran out last week, we was looking at Lamentations 3. 
And you remember last week, Jeremiah was talking about the afflictions and the things that he went through. And as I was saying last week, Jeremiah was saying, if you really want to know about afflictions, I can tell you about them. And he, he lays this out for us. He tells us the things that he went through and what had transpired. And, uh, you know, when you study the book of Jeremiah, you see that Jeremiah was taken into captivity with the others. And as he was really, you know, drug, if you want to say, he was put in the dungeons. He was put in prison. Prison in those days were totally different than what they are now, you know. And it, they, he was put down, and in, in one of the priests went to the king and says, if we don't get him out of there, he's going to die. You know, and as a result, they took some old rags and tied them together and was able to bring him out and pull him up to, to get him out. So Jeremiah could relate to what it meant to go through trials and tribulations and circumstances in his life. Amen. And then he would tell us how he got through it. And he says, you know, there, it, he says, when I remember these things, it's humbling in me. And I called to remembrance. Amen. And therefore I have hope. He says, it is of the Lord's mercies that we're not consumed because his compassion fell not. They're new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. And Jeremiah is trying to let us see that God is faithful. God has promised us, if God says, nothing is going to harm you, nothing is going to hurt you, it's not going to hurt me, it's not going to harm me. I've got to realize who I am in Christ, and I've got to stand on His Word, as we've already seen. The Psalms says now, and Psalms 119, verse 50, This is my comfort and my affliction. Thy Word has quickened me. In other words, your word brings me life. Your word restores me. God's word will pick us up and give us the life that we need to be able to endure the things that we're going through and the things that we're facing in our lives. Amen. It's power. As the writer of Hebrews says there in 4.12, uh, that the word of God is what? Quick. Is powerful. It is sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the divides of wonder and soul and spirit, and joining Myron's the discerner of the thoughts and the intent of our heart. Amen. God's word will accomplish. That's why the writer says there in Isaiah chapter 55, the, the Lord says, My thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. They're so much higher as the skies or the heavens are higher than the earth. So are my ways and your ways and my thoughts and your thoughts. He says, as the rain comes down from heaven and the snow and watereth the earth and turn not thither, amen, but maketh it to bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be which goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall accomplish that whereunto I please it and prosper whereunto I send it. See, so God's Word is going to do what he said, and we've got to learn to stand upon God's Word. This is why Job, as we saw last week, as we were studying Job 23, Job says, amen, that what? My feet has held its steps. I have not gone back from thy word. He says, I've esteemed, actually, your word more than my necessary food. Amen. Because God's word is designed to get us through things. It's designed to cause us to what? Have hope. You remember what Paul says in Romans 15, 4, that the things which are written for was written up for our learning that we through patience 
and comfort of the scriptures will have hope. Okay? Keeping that in mind. Patience, comfort of the scripture. Amen. This is my comfort in my affliction. The word. Amen. So notice, this is, you know, that I might have hope. Praise God. Patience. Amen. Now notice what Paul says in Romans 5. Go to Romans 5 with me tonight. And we're going to walk right into our lesson uh, again tonight and get deeper into this thing a little bit here. So verse 1, 5, 1. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have access by faith into the grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations. Amen. We glory in tribulations knowing that tribulations does what? Work patience. Work it patience. And patience experience and experience Hope, and hope make us not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. Notice, amen, he's talking about tribulations work patience. In other words, we've got to learn that when we're going through things, as I said last week, not to react to it. Don't react to it. Stop. Examine, find out what is going on. Where is it coming from? Is it something that I'm causing by myself or is it coming from somewhere else? And this is why we have the James says in James 1, if you want to go there real quick, James chapter 1, Hebrews, James, verse 2, my brethren, Count it all joy when you fall into divers temptations, knowing this, that it's the trying of your faith which worketh patience. See, your faith is going to be tested to develop your patience. See, you've got to learn how to wait here. Amen. Knowing this, that the trine of your faith work in patience, but let patience have her perfect works, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. If any of you like wisdom, let him ask of God, and that give it to all men liberally, and unbraideth not, and it shall be given him. Notice, James says, if you like wisdom, You've got to ask God. Okay? You're going through something. You don't know where it's coming from. You don't know why it's happening. You have to stop and go to God in prayer. You've got to pray and ask God for wisdom. Why do you, where is it coming from so that you can get through it? Notice what James says in chapter 5, verse 13. What? If any, he says, if any of you are what? Afflicted, let him pray. See, if you're going through things in your life, you need to pray. 
You pray. You're asking God for wisdom. You want to ask God to show you where it's coming from. God, what am I facing here? What am I dealing with? How do I get through this? And God usually gives us his word to show us how to get through things. Either he will lead you to a story in his word that is already printed so you can see how he brought them through to give you the wisdom and the knowledge of how you can get through it as well. But you've got to learn patience. You don't just run headlong into it or get fearful of it. You want to see what is transpiring. Because sometimes our afflictions is God's way of developing our faith, developing our patience, and strengthening us in certain ways. So if God is doing it, then we need to walk through it and let it happen the way it's supposed to happen. Because God has a way to develop us. Now notice Hebrews. Go back to Hebrews chapter 12 real quick here. Let's drop down. Uh, let's start with verse uh, verse 4. I meant 3. For consider him that endures such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest you be wearied in, and faint in your mind. In other words, consider Jesus. Are you better than Jesus? No. You know. We, we're going to go through some things. He gave us an example of how to be an overcomer. This is why we saw last week. Remember, Peter tell us in First Peter 4, amen. Beloved, thinking not strange concerning the fire trials, which is to try you as though some strange thing has happened to you. He says, rejoice. Say, this is what James is saying. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into different temptations. See, you, you, you've got to learn how to have some patience and rejoice in some things that you're going through, but you need the wisdom first and foremost. That's why you gotta ask God. See, so that you can deal with it. So that you have, may have to learn how to wait upon God. And we'll talk about that in just a minute. So consider Him so you don't get weary and faint in your mind. How did they get through it? How did the disciples go through it? How did Job get through it? You know, how did Jeremiah get through it? Remember, we've already got the examples. Job says, I know that my Redeemer liveth, and he shall stand in the latter days upon the earth, and after the skin worms have destroyed this body, yet in my flesh I shall see God. See, they've already told us what to do. What did James say? My brethren, you know the end of Job's story. See, James tells us that here in the fifth chapter. He says, you already know the end of Job's story, how God brought him through and gave him twice as much. You know, and so they're trying to encourage us and strengthen us that we can get through this thing too. See, that's why Job says there in the 14th chapter, he says, man that is born of a woman is a few days and full of troubles. He comes forth as a branch, but he pretty soon he withers away. And Job says there in the 14th chapter in the 7th verse, he said, there's hope for a tree. But be cut down and the tender branches wax. You know, he said, though the stock be dead in the earth and, and the stump, you know, is in the earth. He said, through the scent of water, it will bud. 
and break forth bones like a plant. See, you can't lose in Christ. That's, that's why Paul told Timothy, he says, you know, stir up the gift that's in you. That's why you got to learn how to have patience and learn how to wait on God. So notice we go on here in, in Hebrews 12, verse 5. Verse 4, you have not yet resisted against blood, striving against sin, and you have forgotten the exhortation which speak unto you as unto children. My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth and scourged every son whom he receiveth. If you endure chastening, God deal with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the father chasteneth not? But if you be without chastisements, whereof all are partakers, then are you bastards and not sons. Furthermore, we have had fathers of our flesh which corrected us, and we gave them reverence. Shall we not much rather be in subjection unto the father of spirit and live? For they verily for a few days chasten us after their own pleasure, but he after our profit, that we might be partakers of his holiness. Now no chastening for the present seems to be joyous, but grievous. Nevertheless, afterwards, it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them which are exercised thereby. Amen. Notice, it has a purpose. To bring in more righteousness. Sometimes we might be getting on the wrong road. We can be doing wrong. And God sends an affliction to cause us to get back right. See, it's not going to kill you. You might think it is. (laughs) But it's designed to teach us patience and to help us get back on the right track. See, so that's why we have to learn patience. Isaiah forty thirty one: They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. See, if you faint in the days of adversity, your strength is small. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up. As wings with eagles, they shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. See? And this is why Jesus says in Luke 18, 1, I would that men would what? Pray and not faint. See? So we've got to keep that relationship in prayer with him because we want to know what we're going through. That's why the writer says, if you afflict it, you pray. Usually when you're going through things in your life and it's shaking your apple tree and it's knocking the wind out of your cell, you are more humble to listen. You're more humble to listen to what has been said. You seem to feel God closer when you're going through things. And that way, your ear is tentative to what he's trying to bring to you, to show to you. Okay. So you have to learn how to wait so that God can work. 
so God can give you instructions, so God can give you directions and what you need to do to get through what you're going through. See, we, we have a whole lot of examples uh, in the Word of God. Paul's stories, as, as we read about Paul, you know, in there in 2 Corinthians 11, 24 through 29, you know, Paul tells us all the things that he went through, all the perils, all the dangers, all the beatings, all the stonings that he went through. How did he get through it all? He kept his focus on the Lord. He waited upon God. Amen. There was times we know in 2 Corinthians 12, Paul prayed and said, Lord, remove this throne from my flesh. And what did God tell him? My grace is sufficient for thee, for my what? And your weakness. See, when you don't have the strength, that get you through it. God says, my strength is made perfect and your weakness. Look at 2 Samuel real quick. Go to 2 Samuel. I mean, 1 Samuel, excuse me, chapter 30. 1 Samuel chapter 30. Let's drop down to... Uh, well, we'll start with verse 1. This is when David, you know, before he's taken over the kingship here, and he comes back to Ziglag. He wanted to go to battle, but he comes back to Ziglag, and everything he's got has gone. Talk about affliction, man. And it came to pass when David and his men were come to Ziglag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziglag and smitten Ziglag and burned it with fire. And had taken the women captive that were therein. They slew not any, either great or small, but carried them away and went on their way. So David and his men came to the city, and behold, it was burned with fire. And their wives and their sons and their daughters were taken captives. Then David and the people that were with him lifted up their voice and wept until they had no more power to weep. You ever cried that hard that you couldn't find no more tears? You just you're trying to cry and, uh, <laughs> and you can't cry. Think about it, man. That's some serious crying. That's some serious hurting. That you can't even cry, man. You wept so hard you can't even cry no more. And David's two wives were taken captive, Ahoyam and Jez, the Jezreelite, and Abigail, the wife of Nabal the Carmonite. And David was greatly distressed, for the people spake of stoning him. Can you imagine? You're crying, you can't find them all crying. Everything is gone. You don't know the condition. And now your people you're with, the people, your men is talking about killing you. That's a pretty stressful condition. But notice, because the souls of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and for his daughters, but David 
encouraged himself in the Lord. Notice, when you're going through things in your life, that's what I say, you can't react to it. You have to keep your faith and trust in God's Word and what God is doing in your life. Don't give in to the circumstance and the situations that is coming against you. Stay firm on God's Word. Hold true to God's promises. I won't leave you. I won't forsake you. Now notice what David says in Psalms 27. He says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. And whom shall I be afraid when the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, come upon me to eat up my flesh? They stumble and they fall, though a host shall encamp against me. My heart shall not fear, though war shall rise against me. And this I will be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Why? Because in the time of trouble, he will set me, hide me in his pavilion. He will set me on a rock in the secret place of his tabernacle. Amen. He's going to set me higher. Amen. Therefore, he says, you know, my head will be higher about my enemies round about me, and therefore when I open his tabernacle, the sacrifices of joy, I will sing, yeah, I will sing praises unto the Lord. Now look at verse 13. I had fainted, if, except I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord and the land of the living. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. And he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, upon the Lord. Amen. Notice he says, I would have fainted if I hadn't believed to see God is going to come through for me. We've got to hold to God's word. We've got to get it in our heart. We've got to settle it that God is going to come through. No matter what happens, not on my timeline, but when his perfect plan, when his perfect way, God is going to come through and I'm going to be stronger in my circumstance, in my situation, and the things that I'm going through in my life. That's why Paul tells us in Galatians 6, 9, Let us not be weary and well-doing, for in due season we will reap uh, if we what? Faint not. Amen. We're going to reap. So James said, My brethren, if any of you are afflicted, pray. Keep your prayer life intact. Peter tells us in 1 Peter 5, 7, he says, Cast all your cares upon the Lord, for he what? Care it for you. Another promise. So if I'm going through things, I've got to go to God. See, I've got to learn how to just go and talk to God. Tell him what is going on, what the song say. Tell him all about my troubles. He will hear my fainted cry. He will answer by and by. And when you feel a little prayer, we're turning. You know there's a little fire burning. You find a little talk with Jesus. Make it all right. Amen. 
You want to talk to God. You want to get in a habit, amen, of coming to God when you're going through things in your life. Paul tells us in 1 Thessalonians 5, 17 and 18, pray without ceasing. And in everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God and Christ Jesus concerning you. So cast it on him. Amen. Get wisdom. It's the principal thing. Know what you're doing. What is, where is it coming from? Guess what? If it comes once, it's probably going to come again. So if I have the wisdom and knowledge how to get through it the first time, I'll have the wisdom and knowledge to be patient and how to get through it the second time. We already know they're coming. So prepare yourself early with prayer. Notice what Job said. Remember we saw Job says, the things which I greatly feared has come upon me. See, he, he had already known what had happened to others. That's why the, his three friends says, you've helped so many other people, you know. So Job was able to see what others has gone through. If you've ever helped anybody, you've seen what they've gone through. You know what they've faced. You've seen the hurt. If someone has ever lost someone or, or someone has ever died in your family, you've experienced some things. You know what it's like. You know, and as a result of that, then you are ready to, to, to be, if it comes your way. That's why Solomon says, better go to funeral than a party. You know? Because it opens your eyes. It wakes you up. Because we know that if the Lord tarries, we're all going that way. So it's to teach us to get ready for some things. So we've got to be ready for these things that are coming our way. Amen. So we need to put righteousness all around us. That's all prayer is. It's just putting righteousness all around you. D-R-A-Y. <laughs> Amen. Put it all around you. To do right. To live right. So James says, if you like wisdom, let him ask of God, which give it to all men liberally, and embrace it not. And it should be given unto him. Notice Paul writing to the church at Corinth. In this fourth chapter, verse 8, he said, we're trouble on every side. 2 Corinthians 4, 8. We're troubled on every side. Yet, we're not distressed. See, you're supposed to be able to handle stressful situations. Because you've got the power. You've got God in you. See? You, you have Christ in you, the hope of glory. See, the most, you know why we stress? We react. We react to what's going on. We react to what people say. We react to what people do. See? Instead of waiting. Have patience. Use both of these things. And learn to listen 
Is it something I need to respond to? Or is it something I just need to shut up? <laughs> I think Scripture tells me that he that can keep this close is a pretty wise character. You know, because sometimes people say things, they don't have a clue what they're saying. You know, you, you never know what's going on inside other people. They shouldn't. But a lot of times you don't know what is happening inside of another person. And sometimes people just bite your head off and you wonder, what in the world's going on there? You know? And you know what we usually do when somebody bite our heads off? We react. We react. See? And that's not of God. You have to learn patience. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. We don't respond in kind. What did Jesus say? Somebody hit you on the right cheek? Turn the other one. What he's really saying is, do not respond in kind. That's what he's saying. He's not saying just turn your head and let somebody pop you up here. You know, he says, don't respond in the same kind of way that they respond to you. Why? Because you are stronger. You have power inside of you. Learn to walk away. Learn to be quiet. Learn to back away. Amen. That's when we learn patience inside of us and get it developed in us, we can endure the things we're going through. You know, God's grace, you know, yes, He can give it right now just like that. But what I found is it's usually a pretty process before it gets to me. You know, and I think sometimes God does that to see what I'm going to do. You know what He said about Philip when He asked him where He's going to get the food to feed all those guys? He says, he asked him to prove him because he already knew what he was going to do. See, God already knows what he's going to do in every situation and every circumstance. See, we just have to learn to do what we is right in the circumstance and the things we're going through with patience. See, tribulations work patience. You know, and that's one of those character traits that we, we've got to learn how to develop. You know, and so James says, count it all joy. He says, let patience have a appropriate way. What did Jesus says in Luke 21, 19? In your patience, possess ye your souls. Because if you lose your patience, you're probably going to lose your soul. Because it takes patience to not respond in kind. See? you got to learn some, some patience. Paul says we're troubled on every side, but we're not distressed. We're perplexed, so we're confused, but we are not hopeless. We're not in despair. We're all, <laughs> we're, we're what? We're persecuted. But not forsaken. We're cast down, but not destroyed. We are always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Christ or Jesus might be 
manifested in us. See, the gospel has got to be manifested in us. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away, and behold, all things become new. See, notice verse 16. Paul says, here in First Corinthians, I mean Second Corinthians four. Amen. For this cause. See, the cause to reflect Christ, the cause to let people see Jesus in your life, to be a revelation of truth in your life, how to endure hardness as a good soldier for Jesus Christ. He says, For this cause. We don't think. We don't quit. We don't throw in the towel. We don't walk around depressed. We don't walk around dejected. We don't walk around like there's no hope. Because we've got all the hope there is in the world. We've got an anchor of hope, which is sure and steadfast and unmovable. Amen. Jesus Christ is our anchor of hope. That's why Paul says in Romans 8, we're saved by hope. But hope that is seen is not hope for. If a man see that which he hope for, what is he hoping for? But if we with patience, amen, see that not which hope, then do we with what? Patience wait for it. But we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit helping our infirmities, making intercession with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searcheth the heart know what is the mind of the Spirit, because he makes intercessions for the saints of God according to the will of God. And we know. How many times have you quoted that? And we know that all things do work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the call according to his purpose. If you know it, live it. If you know if God be for us, who can be against us, live it. If you know that nothing shall be able to separate you from the love of God, live that way. Rejoice. <laughs> Let your moderations be known to all men, Paul says in Philippians 4.4. 4, that the Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing, but in everything with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God and the Peace of God, which passeth all understanding, will keep your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. Wow, you can handle this thing. Most people just don't want to handle it. You know why? They want somebody else to handle it for them. I'm sorry. I cannot handle your afflictions. You know, I can pray for you all day long. I cannot handle your afflictions for you. They are yours. You have to have patience. You have to have the wisdom and knowledge of God how to get through it yourself. All I can do is pray for you. That's all I can do. 
but to get out of it and to get through it, it falls in your sandbox. And you can handle it. Last time I checked, you and Jesus make a majority in every situation and circumstance. Amen. We're trouble on every side. But we're not distressed. I hear people, oh, I'm so stressful. Really? Where did it come from? It didn't come with your Holy Ghost. What does the writer of Hebrews 6 say? Beloved, I'm persuaded of better things of you. Don't talk yourself into defeat. Life and death is in the power of the tongue, and you eat the fruit of it. God will get you through it. It's about your attitude and how you deal with it when you're going through it. If you talk complaining about it, you're going to be overwhelmed because that's what the Scripture says. He didn't write that in there over 2,000 years ago for nothing. He wanted you to know if you complain, you're going to get overwhelmed. Now, how many times have we read that? How many times have we seen that? So what are we complaining about? You want to be overwhelmed? No. Amen. We've got to learn to endure hardness as a good soldier. Psalms 46. God is my refuge and God is my a very present help in the time of trouble. Watch this. We will not fear. Though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the mix of the sea, though the waters thereof be troubled and though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, Selah. He says, stop and go back and read what you just read. That's what that means. Stop and go back and, and, and focus on what you just read. God is our refuge and God is our strength. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and is saved. We will not fear. Why? Because God has not given you the spirit of fear. Fear torments you. And God does not torment his children. See? So you can't allow yourself to be driven by that way. Amen. There's a stream. A river that shall make glad the city of God. The tabernacle of the Most High. God is in the midst of her and God will help her. And that right early. The heathen raged. The kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice and the earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Come and see the desolations which the Lord has made in the earth. He maketh the wars to cease from the end of the earth. He breaketh the bow. He cut the spear in under. He burns the chariots in fire. What does God say? Be still. And know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. God is our refuge. God is our strength. That's why you can get through this stuff. Look at Isaiah 54. Isaiah 54. 
starting with verse 11. O thou afflicted, tossed and tossed with the tempest, and not comforted, behold, I will lay thy stone with fair colors, and lay thy foundations with sapphires, and I will make thy windows a gate, and the gates of, of carbuckle, and all thy borders a pleasant stones. And all thy children shall be taught of the Lord, and great shall be the peace of thy children, and righteousness shall thou be established. Thou shalt be far from oppression, for thou shalt not fear, and from terror, for it shall not come near thee. Behold, they shall surely gather together, but not by me. Whosoever shall gather together against thee shall fall for thy sake. Behold, I have created the smith that blow the coals in the fire, and that bringeth forth the instruments of his work. And I have created the waster to destroy. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper, and every tongue that rises against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord for their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. So notice what God says. I'm going to build you. I'm going to protect you. I'm going to look out for you. I haven't forgot you. When you go back and read that, started that 40, uh, 54 chapter, he says, Sing, old baron, thou which not bread. Break forth into singing. Cry aloud. Amen. Get excited. You got promises from God. Amen. We might be troubled on every side, but we're not distressed. We just got to hold on to God's unchanging hand. We just got to hold on to God's word. Amen. As we saw last week, amen, the psalmist says in Psalms 119, 192, unless the law had been my delight, I should have perished in my affliction. Amen. Because the law of the Lord is perfect. It converts the soul. Praise God. God's word is always there to give me the strength that I need to get me through. This is what Habakkuk says. Go to Habakkuk chapter 3 real quick. Habakkuk chapter 3. Amen. Verse 17. Although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall fruit be in the vines, the laborer of the olive shall fail, and the flock be cut off from the fold, and there shall be no herds in the stall. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength, uh, and He will make my feet like hinds feet, uh, and He will make me to walk upon my high places. Amen. Notice what He's saying here. It don't have to be going right for me. Amen. God is always going to be there for me. He's going to give me the strength. He's going to make sure my feet is solid, is planted. Amen. I can get higher in the Lord. So he says, I'm going to rejoice in the Lord. Amen. Constantly. And that's what Paul is trying to keep telling us when we're going through things in our lives. The writers keep saying, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Get in the habit of praising God. And so you don't go weary and well-doing. So that you don't think when things come against you, you want to quit. Amen. Endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. 
No man ward entangle himself with the affairs of this life, that he may prove him which has chosen him to be a soldier. Amen. We can get through this thing. You can handle it. I don't care what comes against you. You can handle it. You and Christ make a majority in any situation. Just keep holding to his unchanging hand. That's all you've got to do. Build your hopes on things eternal. That's what Paul says in Colossians 3. If you've been risen with Christ, seek those things which are above. Where Christ is seated on the right hand of the throne of God. Sex your affections on things above and not on the things of this earth. For you are dead. And your life is here with Christ in God. See, your new birth experience brought all kinds of new things into your life. The power, the strength to be able to endure. So James says, if any of you are afflicted, let him pray. If you're happy, keep singing. If you're sick, then call for the elders of the church. And let them anoint you with oil, praying over you in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick. If they committed any sins, they will be forgiven. Amen. You can make it. Amen. Just as long as you and Jesus stay friends. Amen. And he calls you friend. Amen. So therefore, you should be able to endure hardness and go through and handle the afflictions that comes into your life. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Father, we exalt you. We truly thank you for your goodness and mercy, Lord Jesus, again tonight. God, we thank you for your word of strength. We thank you for your word of encouragement. We thank you, Lord God, for your people. God, I know that every one of them, Lord God, which is called by your name, can endure hardness. Oh, God, I pray that you will stir up their gifts that is inside of them. Show them the right way, oh, God, to live and to endure, Lord. Blessed be your glorious name in every place, in every heart, in every mind. We thank you again tonight, God, for your goodness, your long-suffering, and peace and patience towards us. In Jesus' precious name, Jesus' precious name, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days, all the days of my life. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days, all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever, and I will feast at the table he spread for me. Oh, surely goodness and mercy 
shall follow me all the days, all the days of my life. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days, all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And I will feast at the table he spread for me. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days, all the days of my life. Father, I thank you again tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Amen. Don't forget service Sunday. Amen. We'll see everybody in